Hickey picking up the loose puck and banking it off the glass. Olofsson across the line. It's a two-on-one. Sissons, the lone man, back and Olofsson scores. It's two to nothing. Here's a chance. They score. Ogilvie goes high, glove side. And it's three to nothing. Casey Fitzgerald, fans on the shot, gets it back. Looks around. Rustalainen with a shot. Save and the rebound is put home. Rostalainen makes it four to nothing. Casey Fitzgerald will pick up the primary assist. Kihara, her cousins, moves in with the shot, scores! Dylan Cousins makes it five to nothing with the power play goal. Hello, everyone. This is the Charging Buffalo podcast. We're up to season four now, season four, episode one. You're new here. I'm Joe, and I'm as Luke. always, we're joined by Luke. I'm Luke, and we are right. Rock and roll, Sabers hockey. Yeah. We got a little glimpse of it. Yeah, prospects challenge over the weekend. It just wrapped up actually about two minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Sabers losing to the Pittsburgh Penguins prospects by a score of six to four. Mm-hmm. So, but yes, we are very excited to be back in the studio once again. Uh, for uh, hopefully a much longer year of Sabres hockey. So, of course, the Sabres prospects have a good tournament overall, but they can't get the ultimate job done mm-hmm. in the final. So, I, the story the of final? the Sabres, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I know. It they, seems they, a little... they, they still could have won the tournament. I'm not positive. It's I just a, Twitter Why yet. is it just a round robin? Like, mm-hmm. do a little thing, you know, the Bruins, let's say, for See, example. I think it would be different if there were more teams, but yeah. there are only four teams in the I tournament I miss right the now. Traverse City tournament. That's like yes. the elite of all tournaments. There, I'm pretty sure just about every team is in some prospects mm-hmm. tournament. The Coyotes have their capacity. own thing. They do it with, I think the, there's, there's a like brawl. A West, there's a Western Canadian yeah. kind of thing. There was a the brawl Canucks. between the Canadians and the uh, Gold, not Canadians, the uh, Coyotes and the Golden Knights prospects the other day. Uh, pretty, pretty nifty little brawl there. But hey, I'm always the guy to bring up other sports on this Sabres podcast. It's a Bills victory Monday. And, uh, of course, all you're hearing is sports everywhere else today. I'm say Bills everywhere else. It's Buffalo Bills football Monday, but we're talking Sabres hockey. Yes, but I just want to say, how great is it? This is the point I wanted to make when I mentioned this to you earlier. How great is it that, for once, the Bills are not the team losing because they stepped on their own foot. Mm -hmm. This time, we come back down 16 to nothing and it's the other team dropping interceptions and and getting penalized on should be interceptions on heaves into triple coverage how great is it though that we are the team that is coming back from that and and not shooting ourselves in the leg it's very nice it's very i nice. actually stopped watching the game after the first half it was just it was ugly it was very very ugly got some bob mckenzie tweets coming in got to keep uh, checking that yeah, other big, trade big news, news broke. Big news did. moments before going on air, mm-hmm. but Justin Falk, Justin and Falk, the tra- yes. trade rumors with Anaheim. I guess I saw something. It might have been yesterday that the Ducks could possibly be interested in Patrick Line, but I don't know if I believe that. I guess the guy deleted his account, so maybe that's not a true rumor. But yes, back to the Bills. Uh, yeah, I quit watching the game. Oh, Josh Allen, that first rush, was looking elite. I said, Josh mm-hmm. Allen's elite, and then a couple, t- few turnovers, and I'm like, okay, I'm done with this. I'm going to go take a nap. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, um, you know, I feel bad for changing it to, to Bill's discussion for a moment there, but everyone has to say what's on their mind. Mm-hmm. Everyone has to say their piece. There's only 16 games a year. You know, I mean, you got to talk about it. But Too many preseason games. Yeah, I know. Undefeated I know. in the preseason. Those the Bills have yet to lose a game this year. 5-0, and oh, baby. Here we go. Five straight games. But anyways, back to the prospects yes. challenge. Uh, it's a shame they didn't get to close out that game against the Penguins. They were down really? four, They were down 4 to nothing. It has to be the Penguins, of course, mm-hmm. too. They were down 4 to nothing. Mm-hmm. They come back. Uh, Brett Murray, who's trying to play for a job here. Uh, he scored a goal. I don't really like Brett Murray all that much. Uh, not that great of a skater, but he, he a little bit of a physical presence. I went to the Bruins game on Real big kid. Saturday, 6'5". Mm-hmm. Is he still wearing 84? 57. Oh, okay. 57, Brett hmm. Murray. Yeah, was he 81 he, at camp? He might have 81. He, I think he was 81 yeah. at camp. Built like a tight end? Mm, uh, Remy Alley wears number 81 now, so it must have been a couple years ago. But anyways, 
Uh, Brett Murray scores. Asplund got a couple goals today, too, I believe. Asplund, I'm going to talk about him at nauseum in a couple minutes. But, yeah, stinks that they didn't win that game. I'm not sure. It, I'm pretty sure the Penguins lost. So the Penguins would have lost one or two games. I'm not sure, but... I don't know who won, technically won the tournament. But if Buffalo did end up winning the tournament, they did go 2-1. and one, It's possible. I know no team went undefeated. Mm-hmm. But hmm. How'd Jack Hughes be, do? I didn't get to watch the Devils hmm. game. I know he did score against the Sabres. The highlights you heard at the top of the show, those are from the Devils' feed. Mm-hmm. Those are from the courtesy of the New Jersey Devils' uh, YouTube account. Mm-hmm. But yes, uh... So they beat the New Jersey Devils prospects 6-4. to four. They were crushing them in that game, I guess. I couldn't really follow along on yeah. Twitter either because I was working. I wanted to, I really wanted to go to that game. But the Bruins game, they win 4-3. to three. Mm-hmm. This was a good hockey game. It was a very fun game to watch. A few names that stood out. And I was, I was going to watch Henry Yokiharyu. Mm-hmm. I was going to watch Dylan Cousins because mm-hmm. Cousins got cleared to play after that thumb injury. And I was ready. I was like, oh, man. I got to watch Dylan Cousins. I'm walking to I'm walking to Harbor Center. I'm like, all right, here we go. And then I get the notification on Twitter: Cousins is out. I'm give him the night off. Henry Okiharu out. And I'm like, oh come on, are you kidding me? That was the Friday game, you said, right? Or this was, was the Saturday game. Saturday game. Oh, okay, because they played the Friday Boston. and they played. Yeah, yeah, and they also Cousins played scored. Today. I believe Cousins scored today too. I'm not totally positive on that though. Because I haven't really been paying attention to Twitter for hey, the past couple it's hours. It's great that he dominated and Jack Hughes mm-hmm. didn't. You know, hey, I mean, that's hey, that's one thing that he has on a former Sabres draft pick like Alex Nylander is that he dominated his Nylander never really did all that well in these games, mm-hmm. and which is kind of surprising. But hopefully but, this eliminates some kind of... Yeah, no, I mean, Henry Okiari is here. That's fine. Whatever. Yeah, I know. Who cares? But anyways, yes. I'm not um, making a case. I, I'm just saying, mm-hmm. you know. This, some standouts. Hey, this guy Let's go like, over some standouts uh, in the Boston game, at least, because that's all I have been. I was able to watch, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I wish I could have gone all three of them, but mm-hmm. other circumstances. Uh, first and foremost, Matei Picard, Pekash, however you pronounce his name, I'm going to say Matei Picard. More uh, on him later. He, people need to pump the brakes, but he is an exciting, exciting player to watch. I like him a lot. He brings an element that not many Sabres players have been able to bring over the past several, several years. He He's a pest. That's, that's it. He is a pest. I was pretty close to the ice. You can hear him chirping everyone every chance he would get. Late hits on the way to the bench. He's in every skirmish possible. I'd lo- I love it. I love it. He has an ugly number, too. Mm-hmm. Nobody yeah, wants to see 73, 73 on the ice. 73. You know, that's going to that's gonna make somebody mad. But people have got to pump the brakes. Brad Marchand, yes, Brad Marchand's a pest, but don't compare Matei Picard to Brad Marchand. Matei Picard will never score more than 35 points in the NHL. Brad Marchand is a top 25 player in the, in the NHL. If anyone compares them, though, I don't think it's going much deeper than their pest. You yeah, know, he's like, a no, pest. No one's saying Mar. You know, he's a pest. Picard. I, I know. I, I understand. But yeah. don't don't say Picard and Marshan in the same sentence. No, That's no. just ridiculous. I, I, I mean, Matei Picard, if he makes the NHL, he'll be our Marshan in a sense. He will where... be on the third or fourth line in a checking role, maybe killing penalties. That's it. He's a good player. He's a good prospect. Would be better if we said a Pat Coletta, you know, something like that. A more skilled Pat. Who Coletta. is a fantastic. A more guy. skilled Pat Coletta. Pat Coletta go. is like the most down to earth guy you'll ever meet. I love him. Mm. But carry on. I think <laughs> Picard could play, mm-hmm. and I like what they're starting to build here. Again, I've if you this is season four of the podcast. You've been listening for the past few years now. Every week we've been saying the bottom six isn't good enough. Mm-hmm. It's starting to look like there are guys in the system that are going to be able to come up and are going to be able to contribute. On the score sheet, you got Matei Picard, who's maybe two or three years away. Again, I keep seeing people saying, oh, don't sleep on this guy. He might play. No, he's going to Barry or Rochester. I'm not totally sure where he's going to play this year because he is a European import mm-hmm. and was supposed to go to college, so rules might be different. I haven't gotten clarification on that yet. But he's not playing in Buffalo this year. Sorry, it's not happening. Mm. Uh, you got Rasmus Asplund, who I'm going to talk about. Don't shoot me down this early in the show, Joe. That's for later. Rasmus Asplund, <laughs> he's going to be a good bottom six piece of this team. Marcus Davidson wasn't at the 
at the Prospects Tournament, but he's playing, his, I'm hoping to be his last year in Sweden. I wish he would have gone over this year. He's taking the Asplund route where he takes an extra year in Sweden. But Davidson, a couple years from now, I think he's going to be a solid third, fourth line guy who's going to be able to chip in some points. So those are three guys that you can put in your bottom six. They're going to be able to contribute. Who were the goalies? It was Jonas Johansson. I was not able to to watch much because I Johansson he played very very well. I didn't. And I remember. I did you go to the Bruins game last year? No, I didn't. Daniel Vladar. He he played in the Bruins game this time around. Yes. Wasn't as good, but man, I remember. You remember me hyping him yeah, up? Yeah, I remember. Yep. Daniel Vladar was fantastic. Yeah. last year. Wait, wait not he, so much. Did he this play year, in preseason though. last year? Or yeah, was that it, was the prospects challenge. It was the yeah. prospects. He might have also okay. played in preseason. Because I remember watching that game on TV when mm-hmm. he played. I think it might have been a preseason. Vladar was good. I like him. Uh-huh. But Johansson, very very solid effort in that from Jonas Johansson. It's a shame he's probably going to be in Cincinnati again this year. Well, probably Rochester to start until Uko Pekalukinen comes back. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it was kind of disappointing not to be able to see Lukinen because he was injured. Yoki Haru and Cousins got the night off. Pilot wasn't playing. A lot of the Sabres although roster. Although he was in the stands watching. A lot of the Sabres roster consisted of guys who were invitees, Yes, correct? exactly. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Olsen was an invitee, I believe. He was probably one of the bigger standouts as far as those guys go. Uh, a European player, Lucas Rusek, he was the Sabres' sixth-round pick. I think they, they traded up for him, almost positive. He was impressive. Double overager, 20 years old, drafted in the sixth round out of the Czech Republic. I really like this kid. I really like him. He has a very weird skating stride. Mm-hmm. It looks like he's like sprinting on the ice. Like, oh. It looks like he's running. Uh, one of uh, Charging Buffalo contributors, Walter, he's written about Lucas Rusek, compared him to the Roadrunner. Hmm. Like, or the Roadrunner oh, okay, like running in place kind of? Yes. Oh, that's cool. Very weird skating stride, but he's fast. Yeah. Not the, Just because he has a weird skating stride, it, I wouldn't say it's a bad thing, but it's just strange. Mm-hmm. But he's a very quick skater. Uh he had a couple nice passes. He had a very nice assist on one of the Picard goals, if mm-hmm. I remember correctly. But, yes, I really like Lucas Rusek. He was impressive. I'm hoping that they can get him signed to a contract because Rochester's depth, kind of kind of shaky. I would prefer that they would get another younger forward into that lineup. That's mm-hmm. that why it's kind of a shame that Marcus Davidson isn't coming over to play in Rochester. He's playing in uh, Vacchio. So was Johansson the only goalie to have played? I believe so. Unless, I don't know if he played today, though. Did Because I don't think anyone else was brought. Like, I don't think Portillo was there. Cause he it was, was not. Yeah, it, it, was, was, uh, it, was, um, it was an invitee and yeah. Johansson. Mm-hmm. But Johansson, he's, this is his, like, seventh development camp. He, he's got nothing else to prove here. Yeah. I like Jonas Johansson. I don't think there's much of an NHL ceiling with him, but I like him a lot. I'm trying to think of some other. Oh, Jacob Bryson. We're going to get in the sleeper picks to make the roster. I'm going to tell you right now, Jacob Bryson is one of my sleeper picks to make the roster. Okay. This guy, probably the best skater on the ice in the Bruins game. He is an undersized defenseman, left-handed shot, but he just was a field general back there. Great, can make a great first pass. He is such a good skater. It is fantastic to watch. I was right more close to the behind of the Sabres net. And he was just turning, dodging guys on a dime. It was perfect. Perfect skating. Like, I just can't stress enough how great of a <laughs> skater this guy is. And he's quick. He can make a great pass. Smart with the puck. Great passer. I just, I love this player. And I see people compare him to Tori Krug. I see it. I see it. And I just want to see this guy playing in Buffalo as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. I I don't want to see Marco Scandella. I want to see Jacob Bryson. Let's hit, make it happen. Yeah. Other stands: Will Borgen, as advertised, hard hitting, sound defensively. I really like Will Borgen. I, it's a shame he's probably not going to be able to play because of the log jam on defense. Even if they trade wrist the line, and there's still a pretty big log jam, but he looks like an NHL ready body. Fitzgerald. Was kind of quiet, but again, smart, smart defenseman, good defensively, not going to blow the world mm-hmm. away offensively. He had a nice fight today. I saw the clip of that <laughs> as well. Mm-hmm. Trying to think of some other guys. 
Olafson had a kind of a rough game. Not rough, but he Ru- did score a goal, mm-hmm. and he was kind of quiet other than that. But Rutsalainen seemed like he had a pretty R- good R2 Rutsalainen, I, I think he's going to make the team. Mm-hmm. I really do. Not many people are really talking about R2 Rutsalainen. They had him playing center, too, which is interesting. There is competition at center. Interesting. I'm not saying he's going to be the second-line center mm-hmm. or even the third-line center, but I think you can put him on the wing, get Gergensen's or Larson out of here. I'm just tired of it. Well, here's a quote um, for those listening. This will be this would have been tweeted earlier in the day, but John Vogel tweeted, uh, Coach Ralph Kruger says Sabres camp will be open competition and the players will decide their roles on the ice. So if it's true, for obviously that's going to apply for the – uh, the the lower lineup guys, um, but hey, maybe Roots Lion's one of those guys. I think he because the thing with his contract is is like a clause in his contract where it's either Buffalo, yes. no Rochester. He can't he, go to the AHL because uh, from what I understood from listening to the instigators, uh, maybe last Tuesday or so, um, he has to play in Buffalo because if he doesn't. He has to go back to Ilves. He needs permission Finland. from from his finish from club. his yes yeah. from his his home club uh, to play there because essentially if if you're not going to be in the NHL we need you here that's mm-hmm. pretty much what I, it he is. might have already had like a prior commitment to playing mm-hmm. this season with Ilves too mm-hmm. I believe that's how you pronounce it it's a weird weird so name. assuming I mean I don't know how far into the season that reaches where. Can we send him down to Rochester? I at think some point th- his Finnish club can give him permission to play in Rochester. They can. If Buffalo yes. is like, listen, we need him in Rochester mm-hmm. because even if he doesn't make Buffalo out of camp, mm-hmm. it would be very nice to have him in Rochester. He yeah. would be a, easily a top six, top nine piece yeah. that you can plug in, put him on the power play, and he's going to put pucks in the back of the net for mm-hmm. you. It. it I want him in Buffalo. I don't want to lose him overseas. Let's see what he's got, mm-hmm. and maybe we got something here. He's on a three-year entry-level deal because I think he's 21. He's very—that's nice to have. You got him for three years, and I don't—he's not uh, slide eligible, which is if he does go back to Finland, a year gets burnt off his contract, mm-hmm. which is a bummer, but. Say he does turn out to be a contributor for the team and mm-hmm. can be a 30, 40-point scorer that can maybe even For play Rochester? For Buffalo. For 20, 30, 25, 30-point 30 scorer in the bottom six. Mm-hmm. You got that guy on your team for three years on an ELC. Mm-hmm. That's what you need. But I hope he's here. Mm-hmm. I really do hope he's here, and I think I'd give him the opportunity over Thompson So because you have to keep him here learning Ralph Kruger's system. Mm-hmm getting acclimated to Buffalo, and Thompson can go down to Rochester, get some more seasoning, get that confidence back up, and then you can bring Thompson up midway through the season and start pushing down guys like Oposo down the lineup, maybe even off the team, and maybe Oposo gets Matt Molson and gets loaned somewhere else or goes down to Rochester or even just sits in the press box, and then you start keep putting younger players in the lineup. Mm-hmm. Rasmus Asplund. Uh, last but not least, for standouts in development camp, I thought he was the best player out of everyone in the Sabres Bruins game. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. Uh, I mean, the preseason is fast approaching here. I can't wait for when those games come and these guys get to uh, get a little time on the ice and get used to the the nuances that that might come with uh, playing the preseason. That's right around the corner mm-hmm. too. Um, but it'll be exciting to see where these guys are slotted in. We'll get back to yeah. Rasmus Asplund right after this. We have a. Injury update from Jason Bottrell. Lawrence Pilot still recovering from his shoulder surgery. Expected to be back on the ice for mid-October. And Uko Pekalukinen still recovering from his hip surgery. Expected to be back in games in early November. So about about the same schedule for Lawrence Pilot. We expected him mid-October. But early November, excuse me, seems like a little late for Uko Pekalukinen. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe they... Send him to Cincinnati for a weekend. He gets to play some games. Then he makes it back up to Rochester. And I, I really like the signing of Andrew Hammond for this reason. Mm-hmm. They have a good American League goalie that you can have between your pipes until mid-November. Mm-hmm. And then maybe by the end of the seat, like they kind of have a tandem thing going on. Lukanen can take that. They're going to give him a chance, Lukanen and Rochester, mm-hmm. for sure. And then maybe he can take that role away 
And then if he starts to falter a little bit, you still got that backup plan in Andrew Hammond for the year. So I, I really like that. But back to Asplund. Fantastic showing from him. I Every time I see Rasmus Asplund, I am thoroughly impressed by everything he does. <laughs> he brings good skating. He's a good two-way player, good defensively, and he also has good offensive instincts. And we saw that in Rochester in the final 20, 25 games of the season. I believe he had like 21 points in the last 20 games of the season last year in Rochester playing with Daniel Regan and Victor Olofsson. It's pretty clear that he has good chemistry with Victor Olofsson. Why not? I said this on Twitter. It's got some people like, no, 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 we can't. We can't have Rasmus Asplund in Buffalo. He needs more seasoning. Let me tell you, I know some people don't know this, but Rasmus Asplund has been playing professional hockey since he was 16 years old. 16 years old. Imagine saying, no, no Rasmus Asplund. Let's see Gergensons and Larson be mediocre in the fourth line for another year. Let's make it six years of mediocrity on the fourth line. If you keep putting more and more seasoning on the chicken, you're going to ruin it eventually, right? Why? When does the seasoning end? When do you just call the player up and let him play? Give him a chance. Just let him play. Give him a chance. Why not? What I, does this team have to lose? I don't see any reason why Rasmus Asplund should not be on this team in the start in the opening night lineup. Mm-hmm. I don't see any reason at all. Wave Zemgus Gergensen. Trade him. I Listen. don't care if they just signed him. Wave him. If a team like Ottawa picks him up, whatever. That's one point six million dollars off the cap. Mm-hmm. Whatever. We don't need to see it. Another game of Zemus Gergensen's wearing the blue and gold. I don't care if he's a good penalty killer. I don't care if he brings speed to your lineup. We have watched this guy play here for the last five years, and what have we seen? Absolutely nothing. Yep. Wasted potential, a waste of first-round pick. Mm-hmm. I am sick and tired of hearing, oh, we can't bring these guys up. Why not? Yeah, why not? Why Ras- not? Rasmus Asplund is 21, 22 years old. This is not rushing the player. He's been playing pro hockey for, oh my God, since he was 16 years old. I don't know how many years that is. Math ain't my strong suit. How old is he? 21 or 22. He's been playing pro hockey for a very long time. A very, very, very long time. Put him in. Let's see what he can do. Put him with Victor Olofsson and then maybe Johansson. Get the Swedish line. Two young Swedes and the old Swede to learn from. Why not? Put him on the fourth line, whatever. I think... He could be maybe the second-line star of the future. I, I mean, that might be a stretch. There's not a whole ton of offensive potential there, but I think he really opened my eyes the last 20 games of that Rochester season. Mm-hmm. He really impressed me every time I saw him play. Yeah, I mean, I you put it best. I think a lot of people just get scared because they, they overthink. They, they see, oh, man, we, we're going to rush the kid. He's 22, 21. He's well, been playing pro hockey since he was 16. They overthink the... He has the, like four or five years in the Swedish Elite League. They Let's o- go. They overthink the getting used to North American ice thing. I think that still might be uh, an, an, an issue, a point of contention maybe with um, some folks on the he got a full year. He got a full year. I know. He goes to development camp. Mm-hmm. He's been going to development camp for years. Mm-hmm. The guy, he was basically a first-round pick. He was 33rd overall in 2016. Mm-hmm. Give him a chance. Give him a chance. Yeah. I'm very I. I love Rasmus Asplund. Love me some Rasmus Asplund. Like, let's see it. Let's see it. Come on. I know. I I'm I tired know. of waiting. Let's let's see it. I know. Well, Bottrell's words hold or Kruger's words. Kruger is, and Bottrell. Bottrell said we're not gonna. We're not Spots afraid. Won't be given, we are not much. afraid to put players on one way guaranteed contract veterans on one way contracts in the minors. We don't care. It's time Let's to win. See if they stick to that. And who gives you a better chance to win, Rasmus Asplund or Zemis Gergensen's? You know this uh, this Come season. On. I get that feeling where Th- there's no way Asplund would be worse than Gergensen's. There's well, no that, way. That's true. There's no way that can possibly ever happen. But how tr- truly? How much longer can we be bad? It's been so long. It can't. I cannot fathom it. Going on longer than than this season, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I I just can't. It just this, doesn't. It doesn't think, seem like it I could possibly happen. I truly think this will be. If they're bad again, this will be the last year. It, it just it can't happen. It, this will be the last year. Yeah. If they are bad again, it, it's like it's. I, I I don't mean to change the subject, but it's just I was driving home the other night and I'm just thinking like, man, 
You know how much longer can this how go on? possibly how much longer can this possibly go on? Like it, it just it simply can't. It it doesn't happen in professional sports where a team just bills, except for Buffalo teams <laughs> and the Oilers. But those are like the only exceptions, and maybe the Royals missing the playoffs with thirty years of straight. But oh like. God. It just it can't happen much longer. I I don't I don't see how it would just works out that way. Like it, the fortunes they have Jack change. Eichel, a number yeah. one center and a number one defenseman in Rasmus Dahlin. You There's ha- no way this. You have the complimentary piece of Marcus Johansson, who I love. I I love Marcus Johansson. I think that is a brilliant. I really liked team. what they did this off season. Mm-hmm. I I don't think they're quite there yet, but they're it wasn't close. A failure. It they're wasn't close. A failure. The only questionable move was Jimmy Vesey, and he still might be good. He still oh, he might up be as good. a third round pick for him. They have a third round pick. Let's see what he can do. And you know what? He's a pending unrestricted free your agent. Your typical third round pick. If it doesn't work out, whatever. You let him go again. Your typical third round pick is probably going to get you the same amount of production anyway that Jimmy VC if at all already get if at all if at all. You'd Correct. be lucky to Correct. have a third round pick turn out to what Jimmy VC yeah. is. So mm-hmm. whatever. If if it lasts a year, it lasts a year. And I just think you're and easy, if they're like, bad, maybe you could ship them off at the deadline for another third round pick or a second round mm-hmm. pick. Do it's whatever like you can. it's just I, I think it's crazy to hold on to a a, a close to mid round pick like that. Mm-hmm. Um, when you could have a, a guy you know what he's capable of doing in the NHL already for that pick. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, before we move on to our next topic, we want to tell you about our sponsor, Just mm-hmm. Dishin, mm-hmm. if you want to carry away with that. Yeah, well, let me uh, let me bring up the uh, let me bring up the, the website here, first of all. But, indeed, Just Dishin Hockey, they are a local Buffalo lifestyle brand. They, they have all everything... You want pretty much if you're a novelty uh, novelty tea guy. Um, how about the, the Swedish defenseman shirt? Uh, I'm not even on the website yet. Let's. I'm gonna go through and I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna run through just what it is that they have. Their uh, their beautiful sunglasses, of course, that we read about. Summertime's almost over, but uh, fall. Is I mean, elite. Here we go. your your famous words are indeed fall is elite. But I think there's. There's never time. There's never a wrong time to buy any kind of seasonal stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always right for the next everywhere. summer. Yeah, uh, the money ball, of course, very popular. I've seen that around at uh, even at my workplace. I've seen customers come in commemorate uh, the Rasmus Dahlin lottery. Commemorate the acquisition of the finest young defenseman in the National Hockey League. Indeed. Uh, how about the train? The Trey Kroner, uh, crossed swords, Dalid. I love that Swedish defenseman. Um, Long sleeve tee as well. Fall that, is coming. That nice hoodie short season. Sky blue. Pick up, uh, some. How some about those hoodies. those white shirts with the winter classic stripes on them? Mm, that's going to be perfect for 50th anniversary jersey. You wear that. That I mean, hey, for a winter classic jersey. Hello, blue shorts going with it too. Uh, just the the complimentary piece. Also have a mystery box as well. That is uh, 25 bucks. You can includes two t shirts. You can select your size. So and we just want to let you nice know, use code TCB at checkout and Absolutely. you get 10% off your order. 10% off your order. And you mentioned mm-hmm. the 50th anniversary jersey. Yes, we haven't had a podcast mm-hmm. since before the reveal. Correct. And I remember I was telling you all that I was preparing for the Buffalo Sabres 5K run. And out of 980, yeah. 989 people ran in this race, I came in 24th place. See, so you did. Very proud you to did great. announce that on the podcast. I just want to say one of my favorite um we got to talk of, about the 50th anniversary jersey, too. Yes. Get our thoughts on it. One of my favorite pieces of merchandise, however, one more plug for Justition here, is the Skin Dependence Day flag with <laughs> Jeff Skinner. Jeff Skinner signing his Signing his contract. Indeed, the picture contract. that was taken at the scene that was taken uh, at 1 Seymour Knox Plaza. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yes. again, check him out, justitionhockey.com. Follow yes. him on Twitter, Instagram, at Justition, I believe. Please, sir. And uh, use code TCB at checkout. 10%. Indeed, you'll get 10% off your order. Uh, 50th anniversary jersey? 50th want, anniversary want to talk about jersey. It? All right. Talk about All it. right. Bring, bring up a picture. Bring, bring up a picture, picture of it. So, yes, indeed. Yeah, I don't think, um, I don't believe we've talked about this yet, but the Buffalo Sabres uh, have indeed unveiled their 50th anniversary uniform logo even, too. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's, it's a special kind of logo. Uh, it's a very nice jersey. A crust, as they say, indeed. Um, bring bring up, bring up the now. whole, the whole uniform if possible. How about that? 
Yeah, that there good? we go. All right, uh, can I lead us into this? Yeah, go on, go on. So uh, the striping is is very much akin to the Winter Classic jersey, correct? You got the no, uh, they have they have five stripes, five stripes, five per decade, representing the five decades mm-hmm. in which the Sabers have been in existence, and of course the crest being all it's gold, absolutely beautiful. <laughs> the beautiful Embo- embossing um, on the logo. Yes, the bison. The almost photorealistic bison, I mean, with the, the fur uh, on the front of its body and then the shaved back. But um, I love it. They chose – the white gloves are great. The, very the, flashy. The, the gold letters as well. On I'm the, glad uh, they chose to wear navy pants. Yes, the navy pants are excellent. Um, and how about the back of the jersey here too? The – the font is my favorite part. It, it kind of looks like the Panthers a little bit. That's what uh, yeah. it remind me of, you know, the, sense, the yeah. outline at least. Mm-hmm. But that font that just says Sabres I on it. I think this looks cool. much better with navy than it would with royal blue. Yes, indeed, indeed. With the gold. Yeah, this shade of gold really complements that shade of navy really well. Um, we heard there was reports that it was going to be like the, the Penguins, um, like the their shade of gold of years ago, the mm-hmm. one that looked like puke. Yeah. Pardon the visual. But uh, no, it's it's much more. I like the white gloves. It's a much more pronounced gold. Um, oh, look at that! Huh, Here we TCB. go. TCB. Uh, the fourth image that comes up is mm-hmm. the TCB image. But uh, no, oh, yeah, here's a little go. concept uh, that almost got it. I mean, we're looking at a concept now, but uh, I'm a fan of it. It debuts actually at the home opener. I'm going to the home opener. I got my tickets. Yeah, I'm. Uh, apparently, there's upper bowl tickets for like 15 bucks. So I'm mm. gonna look into the that. The hype is down. The hype is down. Unfortunately. Uh, there's oh, already... We didn't talk about this, too. I think this was revealed the day a day or two after the last podcast. They're going back to Royal Blue. Yeah. It's happening. Yeah, Royal Blue's back. Royal Blue uh, is coming back in 2020-2021 if there's no lockout. Yeah. Uh, so it'll... Let's just hope yeah. they, they kinder back to the original design. Yes. Now we worry about not the design. Do, not do some off-the-wall crazy design... That makes me want to gouge my eyes out, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So let let's. Yeah. They got to do this right. They can't mess this up. That's right. You don't want them to say, "Okay, well, here's Royal Blue." What do you, What do you mean? We we brought back Royal Blue. What do you mean you don't like the design now? You know, because that's mm-hmm. our three years of waiting. So, of ten years, or ten years, twenty perhaps, years. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Mm-hmm. It's insane. We have worn this same shade of blue, and practically the same jersey since two thousand eight. Yeah. The 08 09 season. That's just I don't understand why finally they were like, you out. know what? Let's 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 kinder back mm-hmm. to the original design. Yeah. But make it navy. But make it navy. Whose idea was that? Stick was it Tom Galasano? Uh come he was on, the Tom. owner at the time, yeah. So You know what? Thank you for saving my team, but mm-hmm. come on, man. Navy. Be real here. <laughs> Even the slug like oh okay. can you imagine a royal blue slug? Navy kind of no, made a little no, more no, sense, no, no, but no. Ah. Nothing was. There's been talk on Sabres Twitter about like this, this slug, and that it wasn't even a bad identity. No, that's that's really revisionist. Well, the slug might have made a good shoulder patch. It's too long. It might have made a it's good. It's too. It's too wide of a logo. Really? Yes. It's way too wide of a logo to be a good shoulder patch. I wonder if there. Do you think that they will have the shoulder patches on the royal blue jerseys, or maybe they'll go with the yellow? Buffalo, like they had on the Winter Classics. Uh, I think they're going to be blank. Blank? Yeah. I yeah. like I like the classic jerseys, how they had the, the main logo on the shoulders, too, but I don't think that will ever happen again yeah. with any team. I loved that look. That was that was a nice look. The, yeah. the doubled, doubled up bison. Mm. Okay, I want to talk about Patrick Laine. I okay. know Patrick Laine has been a lightning rod of controversy around the NHL because of... Uh, he's not he's not an analytics darling. Let's just say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just going to say this. I'll take Patrick Laine on the Buffalo Sabres any day of the week. Any day that ends with Y. Joe, I think we talked about this last week. I would not put it past Shovel Day off to do wrist line in for Laine one for one. I don't think he would. I j- hey, man. Some wild things have happened with the Winnipeg Jets. They traded... Uh, in abundance for Kevin Hayes. True. You know? First-round uh, pick. They did end up getting the first-round pick back. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's true. That's They did get it back. That And they took... Um, Billy Heinola. Billy Heinola. Yes, 
But it cost them Jacob Truba. Right. <laughs> so. Uh, but anyway, yeah, uh, Line A, it's a pipe dream. It's, it is you a know, pipe It's dream. a pipe dream. It would uh-huh. put the Sabres in cap hell. Mm-hmm. We would essentially become the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah. And. Uh, nobody wants that. Nobody wants to be. No. Well, I do want good players on the team. That's but true. it would probably cost Casey Middlestat. And if it did cost Casey Middlestat, I th- would probably say okay. But yeah, I would probably yeah, go would. for it. You know, yeah. 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 Maybe you're getting. A, I don't think you'd you're have getting to throw a, a you're kick. getting a forty goal scorer right. in the trade. Mm-hmm. But then you look at your center depth, mm-hmm. and you're like, Ugh. imagine team not without Casey Middlestat. You're mm-hmm. like, okay, now who really who's playing center? Yeah. Do you move Reinhardt to center? How are you going to pay Reinhardt? It's tough. So I don't think the Sabres are going to trade for Patrick Laine, mm-hmm. but it's nice to think about. I don't think it's going to happen, though. That's what's so great about this point in the offseason, because stuff can still happen, and there was rumors of a trade possibly with between the Carolina Hurricanes and Anaheim Ducks, where the Ducks inquired about Justin Falk, meaning if the Ducks are looking for a defenseman of some sort, maybe... Maybe Rasmus was the line. Maybe we're on the line. But if there's zeroing in on Falk, that's another team that you can scratch off potentially for Rasmus line. Tampa that's Bay, true. when they signed Kevin Shattenkirk, you could scratch them off Rasmus line. They've been a rumored potential partner for a while. The Jets, because of the situation with Line A, Connor, you can forget about them for now. They're not going to be able to take on Ristolainen. Mm-hmm. The Ducks, they're a team that needs help on defense. They're not gonna if they're adding Falk, they're not gonna trade for Ristolainen. So mm-hmm. lots of question marks still with Rasmus Ristolainen, and I guess Ristolainen will be reporting the training camp today, according to Ralph Kruger. And Kruger said to the media that he is has nothing but excitement to coach Rasmus Ristolainen. This quote actually, I mean, again, this will be this came out right uh, now. From John, Vogel John Vogel said today. I will say at this point on Rasmus Ristolainen in our conversations with him. It's been positive. Of course it is. Sure. Risto's always been someone who comes to camp in extremely good shape. Um, and that's Jason Bachelor. I don't believe it. He's been flipping tires all offseason. Yeah, on Rasmus Linen. But I want to find that Jack Eichel quote. Um, oh, yes. From earlier in the week about Risto Linen. This was an um, interest, interesting pretty thing much to said say from the captain. Whatever Risto decides to do, I mean. Um. Yeah, Eichel says this. Just a small quote of it. Uh, you want him to be completely bought in. So not exactly a roaring endorsement. No, not not a very rousing response. Of course, um, can't find the full quote unfortunately. But it was sounded pretty damning of Rissalainen. Um, almost like the players themselves are getting fed up with the drama surrounding the defenseman. And um, Bob McKenzie today, he well, let's see here. Mm-hmm. Uh I'm going to try and find what he said. It was. It's not like he was saying, yeah, Rista Lyon's going to get traded. But he said his name's on a short list, pretty much, though, of, tra- of top trade bait guys. Here it is. Uh, memo to Frank Cervelli. Frank Cervelli of TSN, he is one of the guys. He is the guy who makes the TSN trade bait boards. He says, too early to set... Oh, my goodness. Too early to fire up... A TSN hockey trade bait board? Question mark. If so, Justin Falk and Rasmus Ristolainen would be two notable names at the top. Pitter patter, Frankie. And I actually have the full quote here. Mike Harrington tweeted it originally. Uh, Eichel on Ristolainen quotes: "I'm not Risto. I'm not Jason doing Jason's job. If he's in the locker room at camp, part of the team, I think you go about business normally. You want him to be completely bought in and want to be there, but I guess we'll see what happens the next week." So I could hear Jack saying that in my head. Um, interesting. I mean, and interesting that Bob McKenzie would say it because he just said, or Friedman said, that Falk is probably getting traded mm-hmm. because the Hurricanes brought in Jake Gardner. Uh, Falk's a pending unrestricted free agent and probably won't be able to be resigned this by This has been speculated really since the offseason mm-hmm. started. I, I remember rumors of this going around so, around July. For him to mention Ristolainen, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. For Bob McKenzie, Bob McKenzie is the the godfather of hockey insiders. For him to say that something must be going on, he is the insider. He's what the term insider is named after. What do you think? Do you think uh, opening night against the New Jersey Devils? Well, 
Penguins. They face the Penguins first, right? The yeah. home opener is against the Devils, I believe. Yes. The first game of the season is yes. against the Penguins. Penguins, do you think Rasmus Ristolainen will be wearing the blue and gold? I I don't think so. At mm-hmm. this juncture, at this moment, no. Rasmus Ristolainen will not be wearing that 50th anniversary jersey at the home opener. Uh, it just seems like his time here is, is coming. It's come and gone. It's reached a boiling point. It's almost like... Uh, it feels like the Antonio Brown thing where you're at a point where, like, is this guy ever going to actually play for this team, like, again? In this, in Ristolainen's mm-hmm. case, again? Like, it's just gone on for so long. It seems like he has to be just detached from the team or something. How much longer can you keep this guy on your team and let these rumors fester? Because you say this, where there's smoke, there's fire. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's only a matter of time. This fire has been contained for a pretty long time now, but um hasn't been put out. That's for sure. Uh, Kruger on Risk the Line, and this comes from John Vogel. We've been communicating even these last few days. I know that it's going to be fun to work with a player with that skill and ability. I have nothing but excitement for working with him. Coach answer. That, that is a coach What, what are you going to say? I know Phil Housley was saying how he was very excited to work with Matt Molson and Tyler mm-hmm. Ennis. Why? Why? And I don't think he worked with either of them. So I just think that the fact that it's an issue, this communication with Risk the Line in, the fact that that in itself isn't a good sign. Because why are we still, why is the media still obsessing over communication with Ristolainen? Why is he not in Buffalo? <laughs> you know, like, that is, it why is it a problem? that he is not here yet. Why is it a problem in the first place? Mm-hmm. It's always the communication with Ristolainen. Why can he not communicate with us? Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that he will be in the starting lineup. Okay. See, look look how he flipped. Mm-hmm. It was not like that a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought he was going to be gone, but... Originally, I thought they weren't going to trade him, but mm-hmm. I'm back. I'm back there right now. Are we already at the end of the show? Uh, Jason Pominville. Okay. So I'm with Jason Pominville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jason Bottrell, today he said that no PTOs will be given out uh, for Node Lavoie of TVA Sports in Montreal. He said that Montreal will not be signing Jason Pominville to a PTO. So that leaves Pominville unsigned. He is still in Buffalo, I believe, training with the team. Uh, but Jason Bottrell says they still remain in communication with Pominville, but they want to give uh, opportunities to younger players. Mm-hmm. So I think this may be the end of the line for Jason Pominville. I don't see him coming here, although I would like to see him here on a PTO. But let's say Oposo sprains his ankle mm-hmm. in a practice. Yeah. Then maybe... They're like, okay, Pominville's already here. Let's give him PTO. If he makes a team, he makes a team. I, I would like to see him there just for the competition. But if they the if they want to give guys like Rootsaline and Thompson, Asplund. You can't have a guy like Pominville around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's not the end of the world, but I would have liked to see him given another chance mm-hmm. on a PTO. But it, whatever. It's whatever. We're probably doing him a greater service now. Sign him a one-day contract. It's better than Sabre. the better than the indignity of being sit in the being sat in the press box. I think mm-hmm. right now. Do you think Thomas Vanek will get a PTO anywhere? Oh, that's right. He has a sign. I could see him going back to Austria to play. Yeah, you know? I want to see him go to Edmonton. Go to Edmonton. Finish what they're really stockpiling a bunch of old. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. Edmonton would could McDavid and Vanek on the same line. That would be, be fun. fun. Mm-hmm. Man, Vanek would score thirty on McDavid's wing. That guy's still got some talent. Mm-hmm. Uh. How about some sleeper picks to make sleeper the picks. team? Uh, name two, I'll name two. Perfect, because I have two in my mind. Um, one offense, one defense. Okay. I have Matej Picar. Really? I to make it, the team? Yep, yep. I, I had this, and this was days ago that I decided this. I thought, man, this guy, he is, um, he's he's chipping away. You know, he's he's taking bites right now. I mean, would he be worse than Zemz Gergensen? He absolutely would not. I don't think he so. He brings more to the team just... Through his physicality alone, we don't have anything. I wouldn't hate it. I would not hate it. No. If he made the team. Uh, I guess I'll give my forward sleeper pick. I was going off about Asplund. I Mm -hmm. think he definitely is a sleeper pick, Mm -hmm. but I think... He's not the sleeper pick. The sleeper pick. Curtis Lazar. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. I don't think many people are talking about him. Although I don't think he's the best 
he's I don't think he's a good player. I don't. I think he's mediocre at best. But you're but not I, thinking I could, about it. I could see him yeah. making the team. Yeah. He's definitely a sleeper pick. Mm-hmm. But the, the good sleeper picks, I mean, Asplund, JSDA could be mm-hmm. a potential sleeper pick. JSDA. JSDA. Like, sounds like a federal administration. <laughs> he could make the team. Mm-hmm. Rootsalainen is definitely a sleeper pick. I think he'll make the team, though. CJ Smith. I don't know. I don't know. He's he's a replacement guy. That's I don't. I is. don't think he's going to make the team. No, I really don't. I think he's he's over-hyped. an alright player. He's overhyped. Yeah, he's a good player, but I he's I think he's more of just an AHL guy. Because when he was in Buffalo, like yeah, he was okay. He was good. He was a but he's not a guy that is going to be in the lineup on a consistent basis. He was a college free agent. You know, he was a good college free agent. Yeah, but, but he was you know they're a dime a dozen mm-hmm. in ways. Defense time. Defense. Will Borgen. All right. From day one, will be on this team. That's right. If I, think. Ra- I think I could see that if Rasmus starts the line and is traded. Mm-hmm. My uh, sleeper pick. I got two. Uh, Bryson mm-hmm. and John Gilmore. Oh, John Gilmore. John okay. Gilmore. I could see. Gilmore's guy who I feel like if was they want in. if they want to toss Scandella off to the wayside, I can see it. There is intent for Gilmore to play a little bit. I think this year. Yeah, is, I know, can see it. Yeah. Uh, do you, okay, one more bold prediction. Do you think uh, there will be many suggestions that Zach Redmond gets called up this year? Because yeah, he's not eligible to get called up. Listen, listen close. Listen close. I'm going to go really close to the microphone and tell you all. Zach Redmond is not eligible to be called up to the Buffalo Sabres. All right, thank you. He's on an AHL contract. He's on an American Hockey League contract. Um, Listen close and rem- have it ingrained in your memory for the rest of the time. We did not do Booty Cheek of the Week. We did not do Booty Cheek of the Week. Okay. Who's the Booty Cue Cheek the of the music. Week? Cue the music. The Booty Cheek of the Week, after much deliberation in a Twitter poll that I posted, is Antonio Brown. Antonio uh, Brown. I mean, we don't have to go over it, okay? We know why Antonio Brown is a, is, is a Booty Cheek. Um, however, the literal booty cheek of the week, uh, if we're giving out subcategories, has to go to Evander Kane. Uh, yes. Not because he did anything wrong. Because his booty cheeks were plastered his all over. His booty cheeks were, he was literally double cheeked up on the ESPN The Body Issue magazine. Mm-hmm. Um, and my goodness, I sat there for a couple minutes just looking at his quads and just being like, how? That's incredible. The, the most massive legs on a man I've ever seen in my life. But, my goodness. Uh, Evander Kane's literal booty cheeks um, deserve an honorable mention for booty cheek of the week. So a very short booty cheek of the week. But um, uh, Also, yes, we, I wanted to mention this. Let us know. We have an idea for future episodes of the Char- Charging Buffalo podcast. Segment that we would like to call the Suburban Hockey Dad of the Week. Right, yeah. This 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 was your Suburban thing. Hockey Dad mm-hmm. of the Week. Yeah. Where it, it's going to be more or less of a fun, lighthearted segment mm-hmm. where you can take, take out your voice memos app, record yourself saying a hot take about, yes. like saying, oh, Jack Eichel's a prima donna. Send Can't us play your defense. Favorite. You can... DM it to us or email it to us, however you want, mm-hmm. and then we'll pick the best one and put it on if we got. Send us one. the best replies, best yeah. as in worst could, replies. Oh, this yeah. You don't, it doesn't even have to be your idea. No, you can exactly. Re if you find a comment on sa- the Sabers Facebook or a reply on Twitter, and you think, oh man, this guy's a suburban hockey. The dude. world needs to hear this. The world needs to hear this. Take out your voicemails app, record it. Send it in, mm-hmm. make it funny. We'll put it in. We'll give you credit. If you see something on Facebook too, uh, like a comment or something, send it our way and we'll read it on air no. and uh, pick it apart. I don't want to read it. I want. I want, want the it? audience. You want to the audience. You want the the, the, the have the, your voice heard. Okay, so you want this person yes. to role play as yeah. this role play as okay. a suburban hockey dad. We'll put it in, mm-hmm. and it'll be it'll be a good segment. Yes. And of course, we'll dissect. We we do hockey dad takes. We do. Uh, Appreciate our listeners. Um, There's nothing better than opening a DM from one yes. of the listeners being like, oh, this guy's a suburban hockey With, dad. Like, Look at this. Joe, you sent me a screenshot of a DM on the TCB page of when someone, someone saying, suggests the booty someone, cheek of the week. Like, that idea was birthed from just something I came up with when we were training on Bison's games. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like it's super popular and I take the immense booty pride cheek in of it. The week. So, um, thank you to everyone because really. This is why I keep doing this. It's like I don't want to let people down 
that listen to this show. Like, I want to put on a good you show. You don't want to let Ike Daddy down? I don't want to let down Ike Daddy. I don't want to let down Sabres on the Warpath. I don't, there's like, there's viewers out there. So I don't want to let you guys down. So uh, just thank you for uh, thank you for listening. Yeah, we appreciate we can, you guys. Yes. We yes. wouldn't be on Season 4 without Indeed, indeed. And speaking of the listeners, we're going to get yes. into some questions. Is Darlene winning the Norris Trophy this year? That comes no, from no, no, no. Not this year. Not this year, Luke. All right. Maybe um, next year. Yeah, not, not, not this uh, year. Let's, let's hypothetical here. Mm-hmm. They make the Eastern Conference Final. Okay. Darlene's winning the Norris. I mean, McDavid won the MVP okay. in his second year. Well, let's, year. let's so see it's here. possible. What's Darlene's offensive upside for this season? He had 40 points last year. Are we I'd talking say, uh, 60 points? I'd say a hardy 60 to 70 points. Yeah. Okay, that's mm-hmm. the ceiling. Sixty yeah. points mm-hmm. for a defenseman to win the Norris nowadays. You got to compete with Brent Burns, Eric yep. Carlson. Mm-hmm. Those guys are like eighty-point defensemen. Yeah, we're still he's not there yet, but he'll get there someday. Mm-hmm. And that's the the great thing to yes. think about when it comes to Rasmus Dahlin, just mm-hmm. the sheer potential, the potential that he has, and how good he like, is now. It's not like he's just some scrub. It's just going to blossom into something. He's no. good now. This guy is already a top-pairing defenseman. Rasmus Dahlin, tell me if you know what I mean when I say this. Rasmus Dahlin embodies the word potential. Mm-hmm. He He's already so great. He's like he's like a star that's waiting to go into like its supernova stage where it just burst. You know? like yeah. he, He's like, what is it, a nebula? Is that what they call it? I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. He is... I don't want to get too deep with this, but like <laughs> he... Sergey, uh, no, my God, the potential. Ilya Brzezgalov and yes. talk about the solar system. The potential is just oof. It's great. It's, it's all over. Great potential. You just know. You just know. There's so much more underneath, and you've seen glimpses of it, and you just know it's going to get even better. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Thanks for the question, Luke. Sea uh, Church twenty three. How are you going to handle? How are they going to handle Tage Thompson this year? What's your opinion on that? Uh, I honestly think he starts in Rochester. I, I also agree. with Yeah. That. Because he had a hot finish last year. He was good in Rochester. Let him continue where he left off. Mm-hmm. Have him stick around the entirety of all the preseason. Send him back. Let him know, hey, keep getting stronger. Dominate down there. You'll be back up before the season ends. Mm-hmm. That's that's what they should have done last yeah. year. But, they, again, they messed it up. <coughs> Do it this year Apologies. and <clears throat> keep the development going. Because, remember, he's still a young player. He's 21, mm-hmm. I think, 20 or 21, 22. He's a young player. Thanks for that, C. Church. Uh, Joe asks, what are your expectations for this year? Because I lowered mine since last year. I Someone asked me about this yesterday. I think, what did the, how many points do they have? Do they have like 70-something points? 78? 78. Was it? 74, maybe? I don't know. Hey, Siri, how many points did the Sabres have last year? Oh, welcome into the studio, our friend Siri. Oh, I did not. Oh, it no, it's saying that. No, oh, stop. I didn't oh. quite catch that. All right, thanks. Thanks for nothing, Siri. All right. But, yeah, what they have? Like 70-something points? Yeah. Whatever. I think they're going to have something close to that probably in the 80s. But if you think about it, they shouldn't have had that many points. That's inflated because of the hot start. I am I'm going to go on record to say it. This is the year will I will I will accept nothing less than the playoffs. I'm not going to say, hey, let's have a growth year. Let's get to 88 points, okay? No, because I won't be happy with 88 points anymore. I just, I won't. Show growth. This is, again. Growth to me. I want to see growth. I want to see. Playoffs would be, I, that'd, that'd be fantastic. But How much more growth can Eichel do? How much more growth can all these guys do before if we get Eichel there? If Eichel takes the next step, if he has a McKinnon-like year, mm-hmm. they're in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. A big question for me here, is Skinner going to be able to replicate what he did last year? Or is he going to take a step back? Probably not, but he's still Jeff Skinner. He's still a great player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, is Casey Middlestack going to be able to take the next step? If he does, you're in the playoffs. I completely forgot what the Skinner contract was. It was not eight years, nine million. Okay. It's better than ten. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, yeah. I, is it a year where everything's going to have to go right for them to make the playoffs? Mm-hmm. Kind of. Kind of, yeah. You need Eichel to take that final step into being a top ten player in the league. The he's got to be. He's got to be in the heart conversation. Can Casey Middlestat truly be your second line center? Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe not. Is the defense good enough? I think so. I think the defense is good enough. Uh, 
are the goaltending is the goaltending going to be good enough? That's a gigantic question mark mm-hmm. going into the season. So I don't know. It's going to be tough. It's going to be definitely going to be tough for them to get in because you look at who got better this off season. Toronto. I think Toronto got better. So even with their backs up against the wall, maybe they start the season without Mitch Marner, but they got better. I think Montreal is going to be really good. Montreal is going to be good. Mm-hmm. Florida is going to be better. Carolina is going to come back. Carolina is still going to be there. Mm-hmm. Boston's still there. You said Florida right there. Yeah, right? Florida. Yeah. The Rangers could. The Rangers be are going to be better. The Islanders might fall off. Yeah, but the Rangers and Devils are improving. Mm-hmm. Uh, Devils still aren't quite there. I still the think the Penguins better. are probably going to fall off. The yeah. Flyers are going to be better. Penguins might miss the playoffs. Yeah. yeah, Flyers are going to be better. Capitals are still going to be there. There's going to be a lot of competition in the East. Mm-hmm. The Eastern Conference is going to be deep for a long time. Detroit might even get better. Who knows? I don't Maybe. know. They're not as good as Buffalo, I don't think. But I really have I have like I think so highly of Iserman. I think that'll be turned around quickly. Mm-hmm. And for God's sakes, stop with the Detroit uh, Ristolainen rumors. It's not <laughs> happening. There's no five-player trade. Stop listening <laughs> to hockey buzz. I'm just going to say that right now. Don't trust – how about this for rule of thumb? Don't trust websites named, one, Hockey Buzz, or two, uh, Pro Hockey Rumors. Mm-hmm. Okay. What is Matei Picard's long-term potential from Josh Kelly? We talked about A good earlier. bottom six yeah, forward. 30, that's all he points. needs to be. That's all he needs to be. If he's anything more than that, that's a win. Mm-hmm. Tyler, did we learn anything from trading Ryan O'Reilly? Don't blame the culture. Yeah. Don't blame the culture. Uh, don't blame the good players. Don't blame the good players. Um, that's Stop the main lesson I took. blaming man. the good players because it's not – it wasn't Ryan O'Reilly's fault that the Sabres were bad. It wasn't – it's not Jack Eichel's fault that the Sabres are mm-hmm. bad. It's not Sam Reinhart's fault. It's not Jeff Skinner's fault. It's everything else. It's incompetent management. <laughs> Just – I can go on and on about this for days. If there's one thing that everyone can learn from trading Ryan O'Reilly – Stop trading the good players. Mm. Thank you. All right. Uh, Dylan Cousins. A couple people asking about Dylan Cousins. I think we'll end off on that. Can we see him stepping into Buffalo's opening night lineup and starting the season in Buffalo? I think so. I can see it. I thought that all along. He should be in the conversation, but... I think you keep him around for the entirety of the preseason, similarly to how I described Thompson. If he deserves it, give him the chance. Show him, okay, we like what we see. We'll give you a couple games. And if he really does well, keep him all nine. Mm-hmm. Give him the nine games, and then you got a decision to make. Yeah, I would send him back to Leftbridge if it were me. You have enough forward depth. It's not great forward depth, but you have guys that can fill his spot. They need another right winger. Put him on the wing. They doesn't. They don't have to put him at center. Put him with Eichel and Skinner. See what happens. Why not? What do they have to lose? But will it happen? He's probably going back to Lethbridge. But I would like to see it happen. Mm-hmm. No reason he shouldn't get a nine-game trial. You know. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't think it'll happen though. Yeah. All right. Do you have any closing thoughts here? No. Thank you everybody for tuning in though. That's. Uh, I mean, we got two weeks between episodes. I think so. The actual season will be here before we know it. I mean, mm-hmm. less than a month, I think. Hopefully we'll have something to talk about next week, but if there's nothing to talk about, we'll take the week off. Mm-hmm. And sorry, we want to get you guys a podcast. Mm-hmm. It's been a little bit, but, yeah, we're excited to get back in the full swing here. Yep, the best time of the year is coming up. It's going to be hockey's going, football's going, the World Series, NBA's going, college football. It's that fun time it's of year. It's a great time to be alive. Great time to be alive. Sayers Hockey's back. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, follow the Charging Buffalo on Twitter and Instagram at the Charging Buff. Follow or check out our website, thechargingbuffalo.net. You can check out our articles. We're gonna have some in-game recaps uh, and some other write-ups on there throughout the throughout the season. I'm gonna have some prospect watch going on for the 2020 NHL entry draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, Joe TCB NHL LVKETCB. Follow us there. And subscribe to the Charging Buffalo Podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify. Just search for the Charging Buffalo Podcast and you will find it. Also on our website, thechargingbuffalo.net, there's a podcast tab where you can check out all of our older episodes. If you're bored and you're like, you got time in between classes, huh? 
I wonder what was going on before the Winter Classic in 2017 or 2018. We have documentation. We got documentation for you. If you want to hear our suffering, just go back then and you can listen to it. So everything's there. Yep. Everything's there that wasn't deleted by third parties. You know yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah. Mickey Mouse organizations. Mickey Mouse phony organizations. Yeah. All of season one was deleted by yeah. said organization. But anyways, we'll be back uh, soon. Maybe next week if Rasmus vs. the Lion is traded and bring some more hockey talk to you guys. If you enjoyed, let us know. We'll be back and we'll see you in the next one.